0: Slippery little son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. you know other I, than
1: other than you got piles of laundry to fucking deal with behind you
0: well that's ugh, god i'm going through my closet trying to oh nice trying <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah it's, it's that's i've <laughs> i've tried and stopped, i've started and stopped the closet re, uh, reset button probably 15 times finally got some of it done before i left uh la and uh but good luck with that as someone who's uh, dealt with the closet and the clothes like rearrangement it's a i mean i get like two shirts in and i'm just like well ah, fuck it i'm i'll probably save these and use them for a sketch yeah but, you dang.
0: can't like or there it is you can see well i like how you yeah. just
1: conveniently just revealed your fucking deer head jesus christ what are you doing what
0: i got it at a flea market i got it at a fairfax flea market like eight years ago all right it was in style there.
1: i love that place and i now love it even more knowing that there's fucking dead stuffed animal heads wait definitely have you, have you always are you a, where does that even start to become something that you want not only just in your possession but to hang above your fucking bed are you a fan of deers did bambi scar you as a kid did somebody tell you like some teacher when you were a kid was like danielle you'll never you might do comedy you might move to la but you'll never have a deer head above your bed
0: i wanted a deer head I think <laughs> it was just really in the style. Bullseye. It was either a deer or like, I was like, I want to maybe like a stuffed bear, something large scale. Wow. And then my friend went to the Fairfax flea market and like hit me up with a picture. She was like, do you want it? I like, I will hold it for you. And then I went and friend. he had, I feel like it it's, I feel like the animal dealers equivalent to like a uh, pedophiles, like a uh, black book. It just was a photo album with Polaroids <laughs> of, in, of animals, of bears, black bears and grizzly bears oh and my God. tigers. I'm just like <laughs> going through this book. Then
1: he gonna, hit me up a
0: few months later.
1: Are you going to add more to the collection or is this kind of a one-time purchase? I think
0: it's a one-time deal. Cause he did, oh, he texted God. me a few months later and he was like, you bought stag head. Are you interested in emu? And I was like, oh no, I gotta, I gotta get out of this before I get any deeper. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I do love knowing a guy who maybe has ties to exotic animal. Hell yeah. But uh, maybe not.
1: Now, would you, does the like shooting of the deer uh, appeal to you? Or you just like, you just like to get there once the mess is cleaned up?
0: Once the mess is cleaned up. I mean, look, the thing is, it's already dead. It's like buying like a vintage fur or something like that. It's well, already- That's going be my next
1: question. Like, do you, are you some sort of spiritual, just, <laughs> I guess, I'm trying to be very careful with my wording, but sure. psycho, <laughs> I guess, is where you go. You know what? There's still part of him that still still has a soul and we can bring, and we, you know, there's people, I am never surprised as I go on in life. The people I meet that introduce me to worlds of like, I have a friend who's like pretty spiritual. I didn't even know that there were like these like crystals and candles you can light to like
0: oh I've heard of yeah. vision
1: boards and shit but there's like candle you 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 make a- I got
0: a bunch oh my god this is like literally right next to me <laughs> I got yeah oh, I got I have an intention god. candle tonight is an intention um, candle. the full moon I'm going to do I'm going to do a new moon ritual a, a full moon ritual
1: what does that consist of
0: tonight. You write Uh, things to release, things you want to let go of, things that are blocking you. Gotcha. And then, uh, you just write them all down on a sheet of paper and you like release it and you burn it and you let it go. Wow. I mean, it's like the thing that people like kind of freak out and they're like, oh, witchy shit. And it's like, it's very similar to prayer, right? You can light a candle, go into a Catholic church. You're paying someone money to do that. At least I'm not paying anyone. Right. <laughs> I got paper at home. I can yeah, find yeah. candles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: are you, uh, how are you doing during all of this?
0: I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm healthy. I'm fine. You know what I mean? I'm taking care of like the house is fine and I have good roommates that are taking it seriously, but.
1: Cool. Yeah. Cause um, that's, that's something that does uh, you just, don't really anticipate that like the people if you are living with people that they are gonna because i think a majority of folks are you know adhering to to what's being said but hey you, you, could, you could pull the wrong straw and, and go wow i have these people i live with that are cool when life is normal but when shit hits the fan they kind of don't give a fuck and they're gonna put me in danger like there's probably a a ton of those situations out there so that's nice that you don't have to be a part of that
0: yeah my one of my friends is telling me that his roommate kind of freaked out and uh went out to buy a gun. I was like, okay. So you don't live with that person
1: anymore.
0: <laughs> you need a new roommate. <laughs> uh
1: are you doing any show? Like what do you miss
0: about
1: stand up and how are, fill, how are you trying to fill how you trying to fill that void?
0: I miss every I miss I miss performing stand up so much like it's such a core part of my identity that it's been that's been the hardest thing um because now I'm not on stage every night and I'm doing zoom shows and instagram live shows and it's
1: it's fine. It's, it's something. It's, it's something not close, but it's something. Are you, uh, when did you start stand up?
0: I, uh, I started almost six years ago.
1: Okay. In uh, where? I haven't
0: been doing it that long, but I very much jumped like head first into it. Like, this is. Now, it's like great. six
1: years, like you, I mean, balls to the wall, like shows is yeah. every night is like doing the, the open Basically. mics, trying to just, you know, be out and about. You know, you have your community of people you started with. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you um, from?
0: LA, born and raised. Wow. Yeah.
1: Uh, um. And why did you, did, did you have jobs before this?
0: I worked in accounting, like accounts receivable at <laughs> a like nice. water filtration parts supplier in Glendale, <laughs> just some bullshit. yeah, job.
1: so much comedy. Yeah, I think that was Richard Pryor's story too. Just <laughs> <laughs> so the, the funniest people come from, was that? World even ripe for comedy, like I feel like you have this bubbly personality probably your whole life, and so bringing it to wherever you go. But did did that uh, you know environment provide you know enough uh, comedic moments for you to flex that muscle and like be like, hey, Karen, like, did you see Bill's new mustache? What a fucking weirdo! And they, like walk by, and be like, <laughs> like, did you do anything to kind of start to plant the seeds that comedy was going to be a part of your world?
0: Um, I. I don't know if I planted seeds there, but definitely because I was on the phone most of the day. I mean, accounts receivable is glorified collections. So I was on the phone with Bill and Marlene in Oklahoma, you know, trying to get them to give me a check number. And when they mailed out a fucking payment, so I had to do a little bit of tap dancing, you know what I mean? Pretend I'm interested in- their fucking kids or <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the snow, the weather, wherever it is and whatever part of the country I'm calling.
1: Oh yeah. That's a big and then
0: one. the net jobs that would come in. It's like, basically if like a plumber needed to get parts for a job and we had their account on hold, the warehouse would just send them over to my office. So just having to deal with. Mm these guys it's like i don't know why the check bounce oh no because you don't have money and the account (laughs) like just have to be really chill with them (laughs) give them a bill and be like well here's your balance and here's where you didn't pay so that's why you owe it still
1: Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night Podcast. Hope you're enjoying the episode. Man, it's good to be back. And you know what? The best part about being back is sharing the goodies with you, the fans. I love candles, okay? You know from listening to this podcast, we've always had candles living around the apartment and now my new place. And um, I'm tired of buying the bullshit candles from the store. I want some personal touch. I want something handmade. So that's why I found Hangover Candle Company. That's right. Homemade by a bartender in Fort Collins, Colorado. He's a big comedy fan, podcast fan, reached out, said, I love the pod. would love to send you some candles. I'm like, I'm not comfy giving you my address. He's like, come on, trust me. I was like, all right, let's roll the dice. Boom. Now I've got fucking 40 different flavors of Hangover Candle Company candles in my place. Um, They're cut, sanded, poured, packed, and shipped all by him. Um... And you can choose from over 200 different containers, okay, to build your candle in. And over 40 different scents to create your own uh, smell. You can customize your own scents. Shit, man, they've got flavors like uh, fucking root beer, apple pie, cinnamon stick, coffee, fresh cut grass, uh, hazelnut, lavender, leather, maple syrup, peach, pine, sandalwood, spearmint, sea breeze, vanilla bean, watermelon. Go to Hangover Candle Co. Uh, on Etsy, okay? Go to Etsy type in hangover candle co it'll pop up at the shop and then pick your candles and then use the promo code aln25 at checkout to get 25 off your first order 25 hangover candle co is on facebook instagram twitter uh, but again go to etsy type in hangover candle co find the candles and the smells you want create your own and then use aln25 at checkout to get 25 off your first order I love candles. They're great for any occasions, bar mitzvahs, circumcisions, uh, uh, <laughs> fucking weddings, funerals, gender reveal parties, uh, divorce parties, uh, coming out parties, coming in parties, coming parties. These candles are the shit, and they're my fave, and I want you guys to have them. So type in etsy.com, and then type in Hangover Candle Co., and uh, and pick your candles, and use Alan. 25 at checkout for 25% off, all right? Start smelling better, start looking better, start feeling better, okay? Because everybody farts, and candles are a great way to get rid of that. And now back to the episode. Yeah, you probably get, <laughs> I mean, you get your patients tested, you develop thick skin, right? But you're also, yeah. see, I mean, that type of, I worked at the customer service booth at Albertsons in high school, and I saw the Worst side of humanity. You know what I'm saying? Customer You just like, got to
0: see everyone speak to the demand, speak to the manager.
1: Speak to the manager, but also I had to handle a bunch Karen of the oh, you're cutting out from it. Oh, you, there you go. What'd you say?
0: Oh no, no, I think you were talking.
1: Oh, you said something about speak to the manager. What were you saying?
0: Oh, it was like you must have been like it must have been Karen Central up in there. Karen
1: Central, it was uh people, you know, complaining that they put $7 of quarters in the 25 cent A plus soda machine, only to get lemon lime every time when they wanted root beer. And I was just, you know, wow, uh, you know, nice kid, but couldn't help but sweetly point out the, you know, what you did. So like oh, it, it won't be like, I put in $15 worth of quarters, lemon lime every time. Wanted root beer, didn't get it, wanted it, and <laughs> not on this machine. I'm like, that sucks. First of all, fucking, I love root beer. Love your choice in soda. Big bummer, like bummer with a capital B and a capital R at the end. But didn't you think after like, I don't know, $8 and quarters that this was not going to be a root beer day. Why do you call me stupid? I'm like, no, I'm just (laughs) like, you know, that's a lot like two lemon limes. I'm probably, you know, fucking cashing in my chips and getting a Gatorade. And she's like, I want to talk to your manager. So it's, uh, I have a lot of respect for people that truly can just take that on and not completely lose it. Um,
0: are your Would folks never call them stupid? Oh my god! I actually under your breath. I like. Well, I used to. I used to do um, customer service, like in retail. Oh, cool. And I used to work at Banana Republic, and then I was poached at, from them by Coach, and that was like early two thousands. Nice. So Coach was the rage. <laughs> Oh, that and like that was a... kind of fun because people would go in i mean there were you know girls who were go in there and try on every purse and suck up all your time not by shit but then there were those people that you show them five bags and they're like that's great i'll take them all
1: oh my god <laughs> oh my,
0: thanks. are your
1: uh <laughs> are your folks supportive of the career have they been
0: they have my mom is just happy that i have found a passion <laughs>
1: love that
0: just <laughs> like look at that look at her she's being proactive like she's getting up <laughs> she's getting out she's doing yep. something yep. my dad doesn't really get it he only gets it when other people say oh I saw your daughter I heard about your daughter like I, I can tell him like I told him that um, I was like dad I'm, I'm gonna be in the LA Times they sent a photographer over and he's like Oh, okay. And it's like not until his friends are calling him that because they are old and get the paper. Yeah. It's like, we saw your daughter. That he's like, they saw you. And I'm like, I just told you that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah. What were you thinking about, Dad, as I talked about my career to you? Where? Then my
0: dad brings up the fact that he was like in Vietnam and has lived a life. So he doesn't get like the most excited about just, you know, wow. Things.
1: You're like, I was in the LA Times, he's like, I saw the face of death right in front of me. You're like, all he's, right. He's like, I can't watch round.
0: any war movie except for Forrest Scott. So like, thank oh, like that's God.
1: real, man. I had a yeah. teacher in high school who was a Vietnam War vet. He couldn't even handle the clicking of a pen because it sounded like yeah. you were loading a gun. Couldn't handle Asian yeah. kids tapping him on the shoulder behind him. Broke one kid's nose because of that because he was dropping off a note and tapping him on the shoulder and he was like, Ca-ca! and uh phones click or camera clicking i mean just oh wow that's that's very real did uh uh did that la times that was for were they just doing a a little featured piece on you how did that come about
0: it was i did the cbs showcase this year the, the beginning of the year in january yeah and um a few weeks into lockdown a reporter hit up uh, CBS and was like, "Hey, whatever happened to those showcase kids?" <laughs> it's like, "Well, we're here."
1: It's <laughs> a big, it's a big diversity showcase that they, <clears throat> for people who don't know, they spend a lot of time casting it, and then you work on scenes, right? Like, what you do, yeah. like one scene. It's a big industry showcase where you try to get, you know, um, all sorts of agents, managers, execs, uh, you know, development people to come see a, a yeah. fun, a fun crop they- of uh, actors.
0: Yeah, they yeah. do it at the El Portal Theater. So it's a sketch comedy show. So we do a big opening number and then it's just a live sketch comedy show. So yeah, I wrote some, yeah, it was super fun. I mean, it was, it, cause I mostly do stand up, So right. it was cool to stretch myself in that way. And the rest of the cast, I mean, they're so talented. There are people who've like been on Broadway, people who've like written and sold shows like, Whoa. yeah. The cast was really, I felt very intimidated by the
1: cast. Yeah, I was gonna say, how did you find your lane or how did you settle in and, and go, all right, well, I'm funny and I got my own thing and I'm bringing something different to the table. So how can I, like, when do you kind of you know, look through a, your own set of goggles and go like, I got something to fucking bring to the table here. Like I'm not, it's not a, a mistake that I'm here
0: yeah it took longer than i'd like definitely the because you're you basically you're writing at cbs um for god like three months and right. then you're rehearsing at the el portal for one whole month so oh uh, the whole the the writing schedule i would never kind of been in a room set up like that but it's kind of like the snl schedule where you pitch then first draft do then table read then rewrites then blocking and you keep doing that every single week and to bank sketches um and so a lot of things don't really get more than one shot you know what i mean either it's like an idea that like flies and you do really well with it or it's like that's great but okay we're gonna pass and move on yeah (laughs) um so it wasn't until i think for me like we got to the el portal and i got on stage and it's like oh this is i know how to be on stage i know how to perform i know how to find my footing here?
1: Yeah, yeah. you know timing and and with yeah. the audience. Welcome to King Squadro Hotel. May I have your last name? Please? Good morning, ma'am. Can I help you? With it? Oh my! What happened? Oh, bailmen are clumsy and stupid.
0: Stop, Bellman. You've had this job since high school, right? Well, actually, now oh. I am the oh. bell
1: captain. Oh, all right, kid. You ready for check-ins? I was born. I think he was going to say, I was born ready.
0: Steve, the captain. Captain Mm -hmm. Steve. (laughs) The closest thing we have to a god on Earth, Gunther Goshamane!
1: It's worse than I thought. He's a complete slimeball, right? Oh, yeah, no question. Do you feel my foot on your foot? That's not me. There's something under the table that feels like a foot. What are you doing right now? I'm working. I got a promotion. I just lied to Kelly. Why would you do that? I don't know, man. I just want another shot sid whitman worked his way up the ladder and bought the hotel the boss do me a favor take it easy on the bellman would you i'd rather have crack melt my balls take care boys i mean it's a huge scam and those girls are in on it too
0: don't you want to know what our bodies are capable of yes. Oh,
1: yes, oh, definitely. Definitely. i just work here during the day but I'm, my nights is all let's do this gunther is conning everyone with spirit fresh
0: <laughs> you broke into a guest room this yes! He's unacceptable. He has been
1: impersonating a manager. And that is a felony. I don't think that's
0: a felony. He should be
1: fired! Get set! Go!
0: I'm not sure he's ready for...
1: Shut up, bitch! (laughs) Uh
0: With our minds, we begin... To urinate and then for
1: real into our pants. Did anything come of it? Well, this article did. So they hit you up (laughs) and they go, I mean, that's so cool. The LA Times is such a historic publication. Yeah. What do they do? Do they say, like, what? Yeah, what are they, what was it?
0: it was pretty cool they basically just were catching up with us and it's like what's going on what's happening because yeah the whole purpose of the showcase is to be out be seen showcase our talents at the beginning of pilot season I never had a pilot season before so I was the first to book out of showcase and in March when the article came out um I or well, when lockdown started as well, um, yeah, I had two projects going, but they're gone.
1: <laughs> um, what was it like to see yourself in a paper?
0: It was pretty cool. Yeah. That was pretty neat. Like I was on the cover of the calendar section. I didn't know that was gonna happen.
1: Nope. They That's sent where a photographer. To. Huh? That's where most people <clears throat> turn to.
0: Yeah. You get to the paper and you go to the calendar section to see what's going on.
1: Yeah. Even um, in a
0: pandemic, it's pretty. I was. <laughs> yeah, like good
1: timing, kind of. If you want to get it in, in the newspaper, like now's the time. Right. People
0: probably <laughs> Just like, slide what's right going in? on in the
1: paper. <laughs> um yeah.
0: But it was pretty wild. I mean, the photographer came in masks and a glove and set up lights. And and then called me outside and stayed always six feet apart. It was pretty cool.
1: That's so dope. Yeah. Uh, do uh, are you social distancing? Are you, you know, yeah, like Facetiming? I, what do you? How do you? How do you keep? What, what's the routine that you found for yourself?
0: Oh man, I <laughs> wake up and wish I was somewhere else. Now I. I definitely am serious about social distancing because I have asthma. I have asthma, so I'm high risk. I had pneumonia in January. Like I've had pneumonia two times in the last three years. So um, I'm just a very high risk, high risk lady. Um, So I'm very serious about social distancing. That's why I'm thankful my roommates are. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, (sighs) um, yeah, I wake up, I try to write, I bullshit. With friends. (laughs) I've been FaceTiming a lot. Um, Have you been
1: reconnecting with people from your past that you didn't think you were going to?
0: Well, I definitely have had time to reconnect with like good friends because of stand up. You know, I'm out every night pretty much. Like if I'm not doing a show, I'm at a show. So that doesn't leave a lot of time to hang out with people who aren't comics at night, right? Dinners and things like that. So I have been able to reconnect with a lot of friends that I just haven't been able to hang out with in a long time. And that's nice. Yeah,
1: that's, I mean, the amount of people I've either received calls from or gone out of my way to, if I've seen online and I'm starting to maybe write something politically charged that I shouldn't be putting (laughs) out there on Facebook because it doesn't matter and fucking who cares. But you (laughs) see somebody from high school that has just turned super pro, Dumb, dumb, and you're like, you don't even know. You fucking, it is real. It's not a hoax. What? Stop! You're putting people, you know. And then you're just like, dude, it's too. I'm too high. It's too late. I gotta yeah. just, you know, check myself. off. But then, like, you know, I've had, I've done a few of those, and then the person's reach out and be like, dude, we used to. What? What are we doing? We haven't even. And and one of the one of them I did reach back to and be like, you're right. It is stupid. We're probably letting emotions get the best of what's going on. But also haven't talked to you in 15 years and this is how we're reconnecting. I guess I could look at it as a, Oh, well, this is cool. That's bringing us back. But like, if we have it in 15 years, you know, the pandemic, you know, we shouldn't be letting that be, you know, what does it. So, um, but I don't know, I'm trying to not be online as much as possible, but it's tough. Yeah. It's our world and you're still trying to stay informed and put up content and do, uh, do yeah, things. That's but- like-
0: great battle I feel. I'll, t- I'll tell you not- what I
1: don't oh, what's that? say that again.
0: I oh, know I feel like yeah that's a great battle because I'm trying not to be online so much for my sanity because I no. don't think it's super beneficial to just keep scrolling and scrolling because the news isn't getting better but I feel like there's this because we can't perform on stage there's like this weird space race to turn into digital content creators. Right. <laughs> it's like who's yeah. gonna be the first to go viral with that like, sketch, that brilliant oh, yeah. sketch idea. I know. They made in quarantine. Oh, more, you know? more people oh. are it up, yeah. <laughs> the front facing camera comics are winning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, have you, do you know any people that are very like, fuck those Zoom shows. Like Zoom stand up ain't stand up. I'm gonna wait till it comes back for real. <sighs>
0: I mean, I feel like those are the same kind of idiots that were still going to open mics during lockdown, right? Oh, really? Yeah. First weeks. Trying uh, to meet in secret, like, you know, they're the fucking resistance.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I'll tell you one thing I don't miss about uh, stand-up is having,
0: doing a joke.
1: Then having it be misinterpreted and get blown up on Twitter (laughs) by somebody you haven't met, but you'll eventually uh, discuss on a podcast with. So let's tell people... (laughs) <laughs> let's <tell> people <laughs> Let's tell people how how uh we met and uh and and then we'll give our both our <clears throat> both our kind of sides of of what went down and because I think it's really interesting. I think a lot can be learned from it um and uh and I think it's really cool that that we're talking and laughing now, and it's such an afterthought um, but but why don't why don't you start or should I start?
0: Maybe you start I don't I'll start. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i saw a clip of um from the price is right um of uh of a gal in a wheelchair that won a treadmill and the price is right and i saw it posted on facebook and my first instinct was what the f- of that how how could the price is right do do that that was that i was like was that a joke was this some sort of weird like prank price is right show? like what is and then i started like Trying to give them benefit of the doubt. I'm like, oh, maybe there's like, I don't know, I don't maybe the treadmill has something on it where <clears throat> the wheels can, I don't know. I'm trying to like get creative about it and and justify it. <clears throat> so I go to the comedy store that night and uh and do uh a joke about it where I say, you know, uh I saw a video of a girl in a wheelchair when a, a treadmill and the price is right. People kind of laugh and I'm like, that's not the joke. It's not funny, it's fucked up. The price is right. How do you not have how are you not prepared for, that's, you're the prize, right? You should have, you have millions of prizes back there. You couldn't see her coming up and get something a little more appropriate. And even if you have nothing, have uh, push a producer have their, uh, out there and scramble and have them be like, tell her what she wins. Uh, I'll take her to the park and eat her out. I go something that she can be a part of and, uh, and actually enjoy. Now that's what I said, right? That's the joke. <laughs> Did that the main <laughs> room of the comedy store. <clears throat> it got a little better reaction than what you're giving me right now. <clears throat> But uh, and a quick a quick joke. It was like a, and then I kind of went into my "Come on Down" dance uh, jokes, which I um, which are, are kind of a couple of years old that I did for maybe a few months. And then you know sometimes you have a joke, and then one other thing happens like like this video, and I go, oh maybe I should bust out my "Price yeah. is Right" uh, "Come on Down" dance um, medley. So, you know I I'm not thinking too much of it. And by the way, I'll say this too: I don't consider myself like a, you know, push the boundaries, super edgy. Um, racial, political, and even that, like, as I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. I, I had like a weird feeling of like, oh, is this like, a fe- like a, 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 too offensive for me? And even just like my brand, you know? Because I, <laughs> look, when I do crowd work, I'll, I'll tear somebody apart if it's necessary. But all, I'm always killing with kindness. I'm always trying to make the most funny out of it without being an asshole, right? Like, that's why roast battle has always been something that's, <clears throat> you know, when I've judged it. So tough because I know a lot of the young comics, and I have this oh god, I don't want to fucking slam this kid right now, like he's trying so hard and he's but so that's just me, right? And that's through and through, which I think people hopefully shared that sentiment to you once you uh heard that. But so I do that, and um, you know, and I'm in my head, I'm like, all right, got some laughs, we'll see, maybe I'll you know put it away. And then I think it was that night, I go on Twitter and I see a tweet from you that says. Hey, oh, fucking, do we have them or do we delete
0: you, them? I deleted the tweet. But I, should, I probably took screenshots. Screen
1: no, because no, you know, but let me just try to paraphrase. It was like, hey Adam Ray, if you want to go down on me in a Denny's parking lot, which I was like, Denny's, when did I say that? I didn't know I got that specific. You want to <laughs> go down and maybe this was you just opening up the invite and deciding where it was gonna happen. You go, if you want to go down on me in a Denny's parking lot, take me out take me out first don't make don't talk about me at the com, at the main room of the comedy store so i see that that night and immediately my heart sinks and i'm just like what the fuck like oh shit first of all so i'm like oh she's a comedian immediately feel awful i'm like oh i've i've somehow hurt her feelings and and it's whatever i said got taken out of context and relayed to her or she was there and is didn't hear, you know what I'm saying? I just start feeling a a flurry of emotions. But the one that's leading the charge is, oh, I feel awful that I've, um, someone thinks I was making fun of them, right? So that's my first and foremost thought is, oh, that's not me. And I have a lot of pride in, in the integrity I have on and off stage and the way I conduct myself with comedians and how I treat people, right? Don't gossip, don't do, don't see stuff like that, and and then and then you know try to, um, just like slander somebody. So I start feeling bad, and then all of a sudden I start just seeing like, I'm like, should I hit her up directly? I'm like, no, I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm like that, this is fine. I was like, but she's got about ten thousand followers, a lot of comedians, and again, a lot of people. In our community, where you go, I can do everything I can to do things the right way, but people are still going to see what they want to see, hear what they want to hear, decide for themselves who you are. So, I well, start we have saying, a lot of
0: mutual friends, totally. and so when I so a friend of mine said she's like, I heard something that's not good, and I'm like, oh great, what is that? By the mean? way, people
1: love <laughs> drama. That right love away, drama. Is so, like, she, whoever your friend is that that <laughs> heard this could not wait to tell you, right?
0: This isn't going to be good. You're not going to like it. And I'm like, great, what? And she's like, well, I heard it from someone else. So you should talk to them for more specific details. I'm like, oh, great.
1: (laughs) I'm just kidding. There's nobody there. Hey, guys. Comedian Adam right here. Hope you're enjoying this episode of the About Last Night podcast. Boy, I got to tell you, I've been feeling good lately. And the reason why? Koi CBD, that's right. Back in the game, feeling like my best self. Look, Koi CBD is the best CBD company in the business. I don't care what you hear from other people, other comics, Koi CBD, CBD. See, I got so much BBD, CBD inside me, I ain't even fucking talking right. You know why? Because I slept well on the Koi CBD gummies. That's right, they've got everything from tinctures to bath bombs to gummies. Uh, They got a skincare line coming soon, they got hand sanitizer. During these times, it's very important. So, What you want to do, if you want to start feeling like your best self, you want to take some Koi CBD bombs, put them in the bath. Okay. What? Yeah, come on in. Jackson, I'm doing an ad for my podcast. Can you say hi? Hello. Say, I use CBD gummies. I use CBD gummies. From Koi. From Koi. Koi's the best.
0: Koi's the best.
1: It makes me feel good.
0: It makes me feel good.
1: I feel like my best self.
0: I feel my best self.
1: Look at these muscles. Look
0: at these muscles.
1: Kiss him. If you get Koi CBD right now, you go to koicbd.com promo code about last night and you get twenty percent off your first order. That's incredible. Bath bombs, tinctures, skincare, hand sanitizer, gummies—they've got everything. They're my favorite. It's who I use. So start using it for you too. I can't recommend these guys enough. They're homies, and all this shit works. Jackson, say twenty percent off.
0: Twenty percent
1: off if you use the promo code about last night.
0: Maybe you the prank call after night.
1: About last night. About last night. Show him those guns again. Kiss him.
0: Yeah.
1: Enjoy the rest of the episode.
0: So I go to the horse's mouth and she's like, he was on stage in the main room and he was like talking about the girl from The Price is Right and how, you know, he wanted to go down on you in a parking lot and I'm just like, that doesn't even make sense. And also the clip was like five years old. I'm like, that's so strange. Weird. Yeah. And I didn't even know that. And so in my head, I'm like, that's so weird. I'm like, does he know? I'm like, he can't know I'm a comic. No, he must not know I'm a comic. Or maybe he does know I'm a comic. and doesn't care. Like, I just, you know what I mean? Because I just kept thinking, I'm like, this is so strange. Because then I, you know, was asking people like, you know, what's Adam's deal? Like, is he like a, Cool guy, or what? It seemed weird. And everyone's like, that doesn't sound like him. You know, he's like a stand up guy. You know, not just a stand up, but like a stand up guy.
1: Yeah. So, who did you like reach? Because I know we have like Nick Rutherford, his mutual friend. And also, a lot of comics that I saw like commenting on your tweet were people that I know that I've just had very nice pleasantries at clubs. Yeah. And, uh, but again, like, I know my intentions on things sure. and didn't know who you were. Because look, there's a lot of us out here grinding, there's so and, it's like, and yeah. once you get to a certain spot, I've been doing almost 15 years, and six and 15 are worlds uh, apart, apart as far as like the groups you're in, the clubs you're hanging at. Um, and so, so yeah, so it's it's you know obviously uh, uh, I just, I would never talk about a comic on stage like that unless, unless, I don't know, it was like a shared story that was both, you know, that involved- Yeah, us where everyone like was
0: in on it. And yeah. so I was just like, well, I don't know him and I know what to do. I was like, I guess I'll just turn this into a joke, I guess, I, you know? And then, you know, my friends started commenting on it and everyone was kind of joking and I was just like, I don't know what <laughs> what this is.
1: Right, so you so you asked like, what, like two or three people, like what's Adam's deal and they were like, As, yeah, he's like fine. a few, Yeah,
0: and they were like, yeah, he's fine, he's cool, that's weird. But, yeah, they're um, taking it back,
1: right? They're like, he, he doesn't, I've never heard them talk about. I'll <clears throat> oh, show you, cut off for a minute. Yeah.
0: They're yeah. like, that's strange, but yeah. So, then, like, well, so then you're, yeah. so then
1: you're like, all right, I'm going to just have some fun with it.
0: Sure. And yeah.
1: post a joke. See, and that, and again, because we hadn't met and we don't know each yeah. other's sensibility, I <laughs> see this as I'm like, oh, this bitch. <laughs> this is trying to blow me up on Twitter and get some followers canceled. out of it. I'm trying and I'm just to get like, me, anyone like- that
0: knows me knows that I'm probably just being hyperbolic or, ju- you know what I mean?
1: Totally, <laughs> oh, my boy Nick Rutherford, right, I, you know pretty well, right? Like, I'm like, dude, Nick, what the fuck did I do? And he's like, cuz Nick even, cuz com- people started then commenting and be like, yeah, take her out, like, th- go do, and, and but people were coming at me. And again, like, I know how I look, I know how I sound. Like, I'm a sweet mama's boy from Seattle. So when people are like, this fucking piece of shit, I bet it's never even pleased a woman. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, it was, I clearly am not coming from this, I'm not, you know, this angle. There's not all this rage inside me. And uh, and so it was, at first there was just a few, and then it was a lot. And I was like, dude, this is ruining my night. And it's, and again, I'm feeling bad that uh, at the top of all this, is that somebody I don't know thinks I was, going after them. That's what it all is stemming from. So I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You can't stop people from thinking like this your friend that that heard something, saw it, relayed it. You can't stop that. You can't please everybody. And you can't also, you know, do uh, you know, comedy that's that you're like, oh somebody might not like this or get misconstrued. That happens all the time. And that's just human nature and and yeah. you know, there's people out there that are looking to take stuff out of context and do that with. And I'm not even I was so shocked cuz I'm like man, you know, sure. Am I approaching 100k on Instagram? Yeah. Did I pay Lindsay Lohan on Cameo to make a video congratulating me but also making fun of me? Yeah. Did she butcher it? and Was it a waste of money? For sure. But I'm not at <laughs> I'm not at a level that that I was like this should be happening to. So so I, but seeing the flurry of comments and you know, fuck this guy. Oh, and no. then I was just, man, so taken aback and so heartbroken. So then I reached out to you, you didn't get back for a minute. And I was like, "Oh, dude, which just- I was added-
0: traveling. So I was in like North Carolina doing like a NACA convention. Right, so right. when I was tweeting, it was already like I feel like midnight, it was like late. So I went to bed.
1: Yeah, which was another thing. I was like, "Oh, she's full of shit. She's trying to just plant her <laughs> next move. She's got people already at, at The Price is Right that are about to reach out to me and make sure I can you're never carrying. drive down Fairfax." Yeah, yeah. So then, uh, so then you finally reach back out and you're like, "Hey, all good. I, you know, I talked to some people, some mutual friends. They said you're a good dude, and blah blah blah." And then I'm like, "Cool. Still getting blown up. Can you pull that shit down?" And you were so cool about it. And uh and I thought it was such a and then when I actually, you know, started uh, looking up some stuff on you and stuff and, and seeing that you're funny, I was like, all right, well, this is extra incentive. There's a cool thing to to, you know, with this podcast, I obviously I like um you know, having friends on and, and if I meet somebody that's you know pretty famous and develop some cool rapport, that's who doesn't want to try to have that uh on their show. But also interesting people and, and things that are compelling and that really show, you know, uh, that involve, uh, you know, more so uh, me than, than I think episodes where I just interview a guest, uh, are on. And also someone, you know, a lot of uh, up and coming and grinding comics listen to the show. So it's I thought there was that factor, too, that would be really uh, interesting and exciting for me to even talk to you about where where you're at. But um yeah, you put me at ease, and I was like, thank God, and then we figured out this pod.
0: and lived uh, to tweet another day, not canceled. No. Oh, yeah,
1: but I mean, oh, I just was so, it's so funny that, and I think it's a good, I don't know what, for me, the lesson I start thinking, I go, all right, well, now should I not follow my instinct? Because like I said, I was you know, on stage being like, oh, should I do this? I thought it was funny. I'm not. I know, again, what my intention was, was not to make fun of uh, somebody in a wheelchair, but to have a show. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. it got that. so immediately then I had this complete, like, wow, I maybe, I not only can I not even talk about something that I thought was remotely edgy, I need to, like, go a completely 180 and just really clean it up. Like, I start thinking, I'm like, dude, should I wear a bow tie? Should I walk out there with, yeah. like, fucking... Fucking juggling stars. <laughs> yeah,
0: pull Dr. <Tucker> Carlson.
1: <laughs> Wee-
0: clean image.
1: Yeah. Um, but uh that was really cool that you you got back to me. And um No,
0: that's all good. I think I, I realized I'm like, there's no way he knows I'm a comic. I'm like, or maybe he does. I don't know. Yeah, you like, don't know. Like, oh, but also you you went like, out. So of your, bizarre
1: Yeah. And you went out of your way though to like figure it out, which is cool. And and see, that's again, I thought you were just trying to like hurt it and went online and was trying to, because again, not knowing you, I was like, oh, a younger comic that's like, see someone that's got a little bit of juice. And I was like, oh, let me fucking just, you know, pull from that. But no, then also, I'm looking at stuff crazy. for you. Also, but that happens. Oh, I have oh, people that that's happened too. And, and on a way bigger level. And, but then again, I'm looking at stuff for you and I'm like, she doesn't seem like that. So
0: that's, oof, I mean. Yeah, that's really that's great. Yeah. I mean, I've there's well, someone in my brain. I'm like, oh no, I know they like made up a lie that got called out by like the LAPD and stuff. But Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> at the beginning of the pandemic, well, even, <laughs> like uh, some people are crazy like that. So well, I e- guess.
1: even um, even like my boy Brad, who even just got Brad Williams, who got kind of taken for a run with helping out the uh, Australian dwarf kid, like that kind of blew up real quick in a positive way, and then in a mm-hmm. negative way, and then went away. And it's not even totally resolved. Like nobody knows if that kid is not thirty or nine. And Damn. Brad, I think you know, God bless him. Wants his heart's in the right place to think that. I still don't even know for sure, man. I I have people making arguments to me left and right they are like, "Look at this! Look at this!" His Instagram went away. Brad's like, his Instagram was already like what really high. I'm like, then I have people showing me things about how it wasn't how much it grew, and I'm like, oh, I don't like. <sighs> But That's then for crying. the internet
0: to figure out that oh. you kind of have to make your peace with stuff like that and be like, I'm either gonna do a good thing or I'm not. Yeah. I know my heart's in the right place. Yeah. This is where I start and stop with it.
1: Wait, so tell me about the prices right then. Was that, that is no joke my favorite game show. So really? you know, I, I went to a taping my sophomore year of college. Uh, went with a group from my fraternity. We all got really fucked up. Uh, Did on-
0: anyone get picked from your group? Yes,
1: but at the very end it was a primetime show. So it was 830 Bob Barker, 8 oh. PM, I'm sorry, at night. Million-dollar shows. So the opening Rod prizes, Parker, of, and Rod Roddy was the host, RIP, or the, uh, the announcer. So damn. instead of dinette sets and pool tables, right out of the gate, it was Escalades and Trips. So everything was amped up. Our buddy gets one chance at the very end. Some bitch $1 him, and he doesn't get on. Which is by the way, to feel the energy of a one dollar coming mm. and then when it's slammed, it's like a Mortal Kombat finishing move. KO hey, oh, man or a comic dropping in the bucket. Oh, <laughs> it was this <laughs> cool ass black dude behind me. He goes, Oh shit. Like after she did it. I wish they would have like somehow made that audible on the show. So we're sitting there and I'm like, What a waste of a day. We waited so long. He had only one shot and he got one dollar. So my buddy goes, You should during the whoever wins the showcase showdown, you should rush the stage and celebrate with them, and I'm like, that's a great idea. So (laughs) guy wins, I run down, come on down thing. There's a little staircase to get to the top of the stage and just one security guard there that no one can see on camera. I run up the stairs, his entire section is on the other side of the uh, uh, studio. I run up, all she does is, what are you doing? I go, that's my best friend in the whole world. She goes, all right, that checks out. I run by, I'm hugging him, I rub his head, I'm high fiving his friends. He's so excited cuz he won everything. I oh, sat in his Escalade and was doing that at the end you of it, just doing stole the
0: it for- show. You straight oh. up hijacked his whole when you're like, um, I'm here to get cameras on me. <laughs> oh Yeah,
1: I did the robot. <laughs> I know my angle. Ends- <laughs> yeah, it ends with me doing the robot behind Bob Barker and oh, uh, as he's giving his spade and neutered uh, speech. But that show to me is just electric. And the fact that you were on it is, is, to me, I'm like, man, yeah, as a comic, you want a special, you want this and that. But you are on the fucking price is right. And
0: you know what? That that means a lot to hear. That Hell feels yeah. so good to hear. It don't get you. cooler
1: than that to me. <laughs> so tell me about it.
0: It was oh it was random. Um, do you know Wendy Starling? She's a New York comic now, but she used to be LA. She was okay. LA when I first started. That
1: sounds familiar.
0: So she um was moving to LA, you know, or she was moving to New York. So she wanted to do all these LA things. She wanted to do prices right. So I went with her. She got a big old group. Um I was late getting in the the waiting area. They still let me through. Uh, they We were in a big old group. So they go down the line asking everyone like different questions. They get to me. They're like, where are you from? I'm like, LA. He's like, oh, you're a valley girl. I was like, totally. <laughs> <laughs> then he walks away and he comes back and he's like, what's your favorite game to play? And I'm like, fuck. Because I know the price is right, but I'm right. not... A diehard fan. I don't right. know all the games. I, I just, I'm just, I just want to spin the wheel. I just want to spin the wheel. That's it. You want to, you want to spin the wheel. You want to That's get all. to showcase show. Spin the wheel. Yep. That was it. So then he, uh, he finishes up with a group and he just goes to me. He's like, "If your name gets called, just follow a person in a red, in a red jacket." And I was like, "Okay." And everyone's like, "You're getting picked." I'm like, "No way." And then, you know, they heard you, they're, like you're outside, and then you're inside, but right. there's like levels of where they're moving you through. Right. And every, at every step of the way, someone's like, "If you get picked, just follow the person in the red jacket. I'm like, they're just trying to be nice to me. I'm in a wheelchair. I'm the only one here in a wheelchair. They're just trying to be inclusive. Oh yeah, trying to be kind." Uh, they're counting down to starting, you know, they're playing black-eyed peas and having grannies. Lose their minds and the
1: yep, the dance contest. All oh yeah, like, they had, the, yeah,
0: everyone's trying to lose their minds, get excited in here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, I I'd moved my name tag into the middle of my shirt because I, I was just like dee da. I was like, oh, who cares? This is a random ass morning. Uh, they came up to me. They're like, okay, here's a new name tag. You have to keep it on the left side of your shirt and move your hair off of it. Like, what the what fuck? The fuck? I was like you guys are very serious. Um, I was the first name called down to contestants row. <laughs> I got and down to contestants you, row.
1: what was your what was going through your head? What did you what did you do? like how did you? I was like, this is crazy.
0: Arms? I was like, this is not for real. like it just it felt like it felt like everyone was joking. you know what I mean? Like no. I was like, no, this isn't really happening. this is out of this body. is everyone's kidding, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As come out, it's punked back. yeah.
0: Right, I was like, okay, so, you know, I'm like acting like a nut job because that's what you do. I mean, they've taken away your food, your water, your air supply. There's no windows in there, so you're just losing your mind. Yeah. And so,
1: <laughs> that's why they do that. They don't want you to have any sort of brain will.
0: No, power you're just, or, yeah. yeah, you're just going along. You're like, okay, this is my life now. I've devoted and given <laughs> this up is all my, my life. Possessions. I'm going
1: to live at the prices Right. This is, yeah. I have to tell my folks I'm not coming home. This Yeah. Hopefully, the prizes will, will fill up my apartment. What did you win?
0: Oh, man. I won a, uh, a Nike monitoring band, you know, and an iPad. <laughs> a real useful prize. I was the first one called down a contestants' row, but I didn't get up until the very last game. Wow. So I kept getting $1 by other people. Oh, because, fuck. again, I know the show, but I don't watch the show as much as like a diehard fanatic. So yeah. my bidding strategy wasn't the best. So I kind of kept getting one dollared. And then the final game, the final chance to get up, um, everyone overbids, So we got to bid again and then I win. And that's the iPad and the armband. And then they open up what I'm actually playing for. And it is a treadmill and a walk-in sauna. And the audience is losing their fucking mind. And I win, and they are, they, everyone's just in stunned, kind of, like, is this, are we allowed to clap <laughs> and cheer? Yeah. I mean, the announcer's voice, when he announced what I was playing for, he was like, a treadmill and a walking sauna. Like, it just, everyone was very uncomfortable <laughs> with what was Because your happening. chair
1: is visible on stage. Like, I mean, it's
0: very yeah. I use a manual wheelchair, so they called me up and like you know how you ran up those stairs, yeah, right? They that's why they said find the person in the red jacket, so you can see me in the tape being like, okay, well there's stairs, so I don't know where I go. Like,
1: oh, did you <laughs> do that? Yes, so you went <laughs> down and then you kind of stopped and were like,
0: because like uh, behind <laughs> the 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 contestant row, everyone's standing like this is everyone's standing up here, and I'm like down here, so nice. I'm like where do i go <laughs> and then i see i see a person in a red jacket and they're like come here so they like make me roll up back up the ramp and then i go backstage and <laughs> go around the woods and through the corner through the dell and then i end up on stage and Drew carrie is just like acting like business as usual just Did not even want to comment on it huh? no yeah. just like okay he's like yeah you were down there a long time and you finally made it up here, and I'm like, yeah, I sure did. <laughs> I tried to dap him, you could... <laughs> he just gave me a damn <laughs> oh. It was truly, oh my <laughs> truly God. bananas.
1: Uh, that's incredible. So you won and then they, they send the stuff to you like months later, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, they, they don't start sending it out until like 90 days after the air day. So I got the treadmill, it's still in my living room, it's in a box. (laughs) Sure, I keep saying I'm gonna do a fundraising show. You know, invite Drew Carey, invite my good friend Jimmy Kimmel. (laughs) And have them just help me auction it off for charity. Once coronavirus is over. Sure, why not? (laughs) We'll do that.
1: Uh, But I never
0: got the walk-in sauna. Why? I don't know, but. Like I'm talking years later, this is maybe like two years ago now. I was randomly at a bar and this guy comes up to me and he goes, I'm so sorry to ask, but you and know, The Price is Right. And I mean, this is, people used to ask me that. Cuz like I it- heard a
1: joke about you at the comedy store and <laughs> I would love to see if it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but um, I was like, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that was me. It's really random that you would remember that three years later, but uh, he goes, oh, okay, no, I'm a set designer there. I was like, what? He's like, I remember when you were on the episode, like the day of, and I'm like, oh my God, tell me everything. Yeah. He's like, Drew thought we were punking him. That's why Drew was acting like it was totally normal. He thought everyone was playing a joke on him. Oh my because God. I was the first called down a contestants row, the last one to make it on stage. I mean, they all knew it was like a option that it could happen, but I don't think anyone really thought it was gonna happen. Oh my God.
1: So <laughs> Yeah and this is again why I say I didn't even know that that you were the first one called down. Like they like at some point that's when they should go in the with the prizes in the back and go, what do we have? switch it out (laughs) switch it out
0: no i love it it's fine i mean you know you know it's not rigged you know yeah totally they play the games the way the game and it all shakes out the way it's gonna shake out but uh i yeah i he was asking me just like what was up and i was like yeah i never got my walk-in sauna and they ended up just mailing me a check so i'll take that money fuck yeah something i clearly can't use
1: how has um how is being in a um we have that like, ten more minutes. Is that cool? Oh, for sure. Okay, good. Um, h- how has um, uh, the wheelchair shaped your comedy, your views on life? You don't. I mean, and, and I didn't want to ask you about, you know, uh, when it happened because I. That's you, you know, it's. I feel like you've probably shared that and it's out there, and that's not you know as interesting uh, to me as as you and and what your your comedy wh- where. Where you find inspiration from? Where you, uh, well, I do want to know: Was comedy uh, a choice before you were in a wheelchair?
0: Um. Uh. Oh. I, like I started comedy when I was disabled. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Wow. But I yeah because I I lost my feet when I was twenty, but I didn't start comedy until I was thirty. So I'd already wow. been like an adult living with a disability for like thirty or not 30, 10 years.
1: Yeah. Got you. Um, and uh, were you even able to have? Because again, I I I get the sense that you were this sweet, personable, bubbly person. <laughs> you've you've always been this way. Yeah. So, comedy ha- must have always been in the forefront or the back, uh, the back of your mind as something you maybe wanted to pursue. Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't think know. so.
1: Okay, so no. it definitely then well, this I, is why I'm I, curious. Like, did it start to grow once you were living? um in the chair and and having that be a part of your life and were you, were you finding that you were being sharper with your comedic like chops or was it just out of like fuck it like I've kind of overcome a lot so there's really not getting laughs at a show is really nothing <laughs> to me you know what i'm saying
0: yeah no um i think honestly i it's not that i didn't think i was funny but i didn't really think that i that being like a comedian was like real job i could have because like i grew up watching you know like premium blend on comedy central and i love that and like margaret Cho, janine garofalo natasha leggero like you know i was like able to watch them on tv and i love them but um yeah i think like because i was so interested in like acting and dancing like as a young kid and in elementary school and high school but like did not get the leads and plays, you know what I mean. It's like there's certain people that are encouraged and certain people that aren't. So uh, 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 definitely wasn't encouraged by <laughs> the powers of peace So I just like eh, that's not really in the cards for me. But then my best friend was uh, she's doing acting in L.A. like theater, like Shakespeare theater, black box theater, which is wow. why you would do that in L.A. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> her that's roommate true. was a stand-up. And so we started going to his shows. We went to like a bringer show at the comedy store in the belly room. And I was yep. like, I'm funnier than this guy. Like,
1: <laughs> Which by the way is awful. such a <laughs> blessing curse of those belly room shows. Cuz it's a lot of people don't know um, people that might do it twice or <laughs> once every six months or people that like for me, I use those bringer shows for stage time on a show that hopefully had a couple dope comics on that I could get some stage time on so that my mm-hmm. friends. Would it was validating on many levels, but yeah, there's more often than not, it's comics that you're like,
0: what the fuck?
1: Like, yeah, it was a real mixed
0: bag. There was a lot of bad, but then it's like I remember Jesus Trejo was on that show, and like, you know, and uh, you know, he's my friend now, and like I love him, but man, that's (laughs) like that show was so bad. I was like, This is like he's doing stand-up, I can do stand-up, I'm funnier (laughs) than this guy. I was like, so, "Okay, Madison, what, what do we do? Where do we go? What do we do? We go to an open mic? What? We take a class? What do we do?" So we started going to open mics. I went to Rock Paper. Did you never go to Rock Paper?
1: I didn't, but I know of it. On uh, um, Sunset,
0: across yeah. from the old Meltdown. both yeah. Rock Paper and the Meltdown are gone. So.
1: I know what a bummer. The Meltdown. I love that. Yeah. That was a- great spot but yeah okay so you went there a lot and did you so i did
0: that was my first cafe open mic and i got laughs and i was like i want this forever right just been chasing that dragon ever since
1: how uh you know and i i asked this uh to brad when we became friends brad williams i go how much of your you know right away he was like i wrote a lot of little person jokes because that's what i he's like i'm never gonna stop because that's that's my that's my life and he goes and I'm always there's always new experiences to acquire at, with that that um you know with with having this to deal with it might make something tougher or easier it's just a he's like why would I not too you know what I'm saying and I go well, yeah. it's
0: my life right? <laughs> right it's like that's Brad's perspective he's a little person so whatever he's experiencing you know marriage, like, having a kid, whatever, it's, like, still filtered through this, like, angle, right, and, like, so, for me, it's, like, I'm disabled, you know, I'm Afro-Latina, I'm a woman, like, I'm fat, like, that's, that's just who I am, so, like, everything that I experience, I experience as those things, so, I write jokes that reflect that, I mean, you know, not everything's about being in a wheelchair,
1: of course, but,
0: there's a lot of funny jokes about being in a wheelchair and it's okay for me to tell them.
1: <laughs> do you, uh do you, how do you deal with if you're making jokes and you see people that are uncomfortable or that um laugh, but then they feel bad because they don't want to laugh, you know?
0: Oh man. Then you got to just lean in.
1: Like, <laughs> Good for you. I love that answer.
0: Fuck yeah. Lean in man. <laughs> You think this is? You think laughing at a disabled girl is going to be the thing that doesn't get you into heaven? <laughs> get the fuck oh out, man. God,
1: you're amazing. Um, well, this was really cool, and uh, we should do a part two sometime because I feel like yeah. scratching the surface. But uh, thanks for being so cool. and Thanks for um, you know wanting to do this. And for sure,
0: uh, thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, and and when things resume, you know, I I uh, got to do some shows. I got to. Um, you know, when I get another weekend down at Bray or something, maybe you can come down and, and uh, host the weekend or something, you know?
0: Hell yeah. I'd yeah. love that. That'd be awesome. Fuck yeah.
1: Um, where can people find you?
0: Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Diva Deluxe. No E at the end. Diva and uh, yeah, can when I is this coming out?
1: Uh, Probably a couple weeks.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. all my Zoom and Instagram <laughs> live shows will be. <laughs> listed on my on my Twitter and Instagram and in my link tree that link up top so
1: okay good yeah, yeah you're pretty active on uh, on social media yeah yeah you got to yeah be, doing right?
0: it i'm doing a mother's day show
1: ooh
0: <laughs> yeah for with Lori kilmartin i'm opening Love for her, her. So oh we'll great yeah. yeah she's
1: the best say hi to her yeah, for me I will. um that's awesome well um you're very funny you're very sweet and uh i can't wait to see you live and um, be safe Yeah, you too. Isn't that like the? It's almost like the have a good flight when someone's going on a plane. You're like, be, I mean, I feel like, you know, but then I've said be safe to people that, like, as I see them, I literally was on FaceTime with a buddy of mine as he was getting out, going to a park where there were tons of people. It was in the Midwest with no mask and just hanging out. And I'm like, all right, be safe, man. He goes, all right, thanks, bro. And literally walked in. I go, that's not safe. And they hung up.
0: That is not safe. That is risky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on, okay? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, All right, well, enjoy your weekend. You too. Okay, bye, Danielle.
0: Bye.